Welcome to the Call Center BS Podcast, where we give you all the ammunition you need to make sales. If you're in need of targeted leads, data, live agents, phone systems, direct-to-voicemail campaigns, or any other Call Center-related BS, make sure to visit our website, callcenterbs.com, to connect with us. Enjoy the show. Welcome to the Call Center BS Podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Bashilio, your calm host. And right to the right of me is Kevin Lavonis. I'm here. All right. You got to be the loud one today. Okay. You cannot get me all riled up today. Okay. I'm t- you're turning red again. I'm t- all right. Let me try to calm down. So, uh, I have this blood pressure issue going on for the last couple of days. My blood pressure is usually 110 over 80. Nice, no problem. Beautiful, 115. And uh, I felt my head like being rushed with blood. I just felt it. I felt dizzy, a little blurry. And then, uh, you know, Veronica got concerned. Came over with the blood pressure thing. And I was like, I want 149 over 90. And then yesterday, all day, I was 144 over uh, 88 which, you know, is high, very high for me. I'm, I'm never that that high. And I feel it. I feel it. So I've been just, you know, and I'm a hothead. I get crazy. Not even so much a hothead, but I just get loud. And I just get all fucking riled up. You like it, though. I, I like, I do. Yeah, so do I. That's I, why th- I do it. I thrive on it. I do, yeah. but, I, but I also can't let it, uh, you know, hurt me either. You know what I mean? So. I think we should end the podcast. It's not you. You're too, you're too calm. <laughs> <laughs> I know I'm talking about gambling and you know I, I like this you know so I need to be calm I can't get too excited today alright so I'm gonna try to be calm talking about the things I wrote down a couple of things this morning that I think we should talk about some business you want me to get you a tea? You no like a hot tea? no 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 not hot tea uh, you I'm know gonna, there's there's something called calming tea does caffeine make you have high blood pressure? You would think so, right? Ask everyone who's listening. I don't know. They can't fucking respond right now. But they could think about the response. Okay. Let me know if caffeine... I could just fucking Google it. It probably probably says yes, it definitely does. So I have been drinking some decaf espressos today, which I'm going to have another one right now. Decaf. Decaf. And uh, it's been a a challenging week uh, with that. Because I'm a pretty high energy guy. I've gone to the gym the last two days with the problem. And then this morning I went to the gym and I just felt weak. And I went on, I did cardio for 10 minutes. I went to go lift. Then I stopped. So you know what? My body's telling me just fucking slow it down. I went and did 10 more minutes of cardio and I came home. So today all I did was just 20 minutes of walking. I didn't, I'll get back and hit it hard tomorrow. You know what I mean? Isn't there a hip hop song like, my body's telling me yes? <laughs> My body's <laughs> is it is it my body's telling me yes? I don't know something like that. I know that song, yeah. Okay. But I'm not doing it. <laughs> so tomorrow I'm gonna head back to the gym as long as I feel okay. But uh yeah, I don't wanna hurt myself. Uh today I did it though, and today I was uh today a little while ago I, it went down. I was at one thirty six. I gotta get it under one twenty again. So I gotta be calm, not too much stress. It's very difficult not to get stressed out with this fucking kid next to me all day, right? 
And, you know, I, I was telling everybody in the morning meeting, you know, there's a purpose to all this because, you know, we have life insurance on each other. We have key man insurance, a $3 million policy, right? If you guys don't know what key man insurance is, is you when you have a business, you want to take insurance out on your business partners because in case one of the partners dies, then the wife inherits, you know, his portion of the business. And the last thing you want to do is try to work with your partner's wife on the business. So you want to buy her out. So most companies don't have the cash at that time to buy somebody out because it's based on the valuation of the company. So, you know, the way it works is that if Kevin dies, $3 million comes to the company and then we pay out his wife, whatever the valuation is and the rest, you know, goes to the company. So, you know, I think this whole high blood pressure thing, Kevin keeps trying to rob me up. He's trying to make me die so he can get paid out. But, uh, you know, I have a plan, another plan They're for They're going to come to me and say, Mr. Livonis, these these periods of time, you've gotten Anthony's blood pressure up. Yeah, so when... The, when and now there's evidence. There's Yeah, there's evidence, yeah. right. So insurance companies will always try not to pay out on the claim. You know what I mean? So they'll go to the podcast and be like, it's, it's, it's playing right here on the podcast. He said it. You were, you were purposely insinuating and enticing him to get angry, causing his blood pressure to rise, I would just causing make the, the heart attack to, to, to get the life insurance claim. I would make the argument that it's just part of my behavior. Like, watch. And then I would get them all riled up. You see? <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's true. That's true. All right. So high blood pressure cross off the list. Okay. Uh, let's talk about business for real though. So a um, couple things. Uh, another reason why it's been a challenging week is I think we touched on this last week about, you know, hiring people's hard. It's hard to find good people. And we have three spots here in Jersey we're trying to fill. Two upsell positions, which to be an upsell, you need to be, you need to have sales experience. You need to really have B2B sales experience. You need to have selling over the phone experience. And you, you got to come closer. They're not going to hear you. And you need to, for what we're selling, you need to be pretty internet savvy, right? Because the upsell position, we're selling customers that we already sold something else to recently. And on the upsell call, you are logging in, doing a screen share, setting up what they purchased, right? Which requires some technical skills. So that's the first 15 minutes of the call. And then you're going through the pitch and pitching them the additional products and services that we have available. So uh, so it's like, that's a tough avatar to get. A kid, so generally, and this, this, you know, and nobody take this as discrimination, right? But generally, you know, older people, meaning like, you know, 50 plus, you know, usually don't work out well for some reason with our type of business. They have to be younger, understand, they have to have a really good hold on the internet. Um, you know, I would say in this area, it's tough to find those people, right? Like if like the merch community, right? There's a lot of people that are older who are very internet savvy who would fit right in. But as far as around here, you know, we're getting these people. I mean, it could be us. What do you mean it could be us? Maybe they just don't like him, like working with us. No, 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 no. You're not understanding. No, me. I understand. We're getting all the applicants. Yeah. I get guys calling me every day. I've been selling for fucking 30 years. I could sell anything. Yeah, I'm sure you sold. I'm sure you did door to door. You probably sold on Wall Street. A lot of guys came from Wall Street. 
but they sold the traditional way, which is like with the fucking handset phone, banging the phones, literally banging the phones, and not with the dialer, the headset, doing the screen share, <laughs> doing the presentation, logging in. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's a different animal. So when a salesman closed a sale 20 years ago, what would they say? Like, what was like their, I got a sale, like, bada bing? Like, what would they say? <laughs> they had a bell. They had a bell. But yeah, but it's different. Like, what it is now versus versus back then. Like, I got one. Like, I don't know what they say in California. We haven't been out there in, in, in a little bit. But in California, they ring the bell. They ring the bell. Well, what do they say? Like, hey, I got a sale. What they do in the Wolf of Wall Street? I don't know. What did they do? I don't know. But 20 years ago, 30 years ago, right? When our fathers had mustaches and long hair and whatever. Like, what did they say back then? Like, what was the sale? What was the word? Yeah, what was the word? Was know. there words that they said? Bada bing? <laughs> Bada bing, I go. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It definitely wasn't chicken hawk, right? No. no. <laughs> <laughs> I chicken hawked them. But, but, but what Anthony's referring to is this. Like, we just need someone to be a little bit better than average. Because to be an expert to somebody on the phone that you're selling, you just got to know a little bit more. But if you know a little bit less than them, especially in terms of like navigating online, like it's not good. You're not going to sell them. Like people look up to us as leaders in the specific space that we're explaining. So we can't, we can't sell them a product if we're like, well, how do you navigate Google? And they're trying to, we're trying to, you know, show them something online and we're worse than the person that we're trying to show. Like we join screens with them. Like imagine us joining screens with the other person and we can't do it as efficiently as them. That's bad. Yeah, like, like automatically that's a bad first impression. I mean, if, you, if you've ever read any books by uh, Jordan Belfort or White, like you gotta be sharp as a tack. You, got, you gotta be able to clearly communicate and clearly define the actions that you're gonna take during the sales presentation. Yeah, so like we're selling B2B and if we're selling SEO services, you know, you got to be quick doing the searches. All right, give me some keywords. They were looking for you. Our keywords are great. What's some towns around your area? Search great. You know this guy, that guy, that guy. Like you got to be, so not only are you selling and talking on the phone, but you're also working the computer at the same speed and you you got to be fluid. It's even tough for me because you're, you're talking and then you're at the same time doing multiple things. You might be logging into a website, logging into the CRM, sending them a link, text messaging something, following up with an email because they didn't get the text message and then explaining to them why they, why they may not even got the text message at the you know in the first place. That's what so I'm saying. A a, it's, so it's tough to find the person. So it's been tough. So I had ads out on Craigslist, on Indeed. I even did a Facebook job offer and uh, I got a lot of phone calls and you know, honestly, yeah, I told Kevin this, and I, I hate to say this, but the worst thing that, that you could say to me when you when, when you call me as an applicant, which like for most people would probably be the best thing you want to hear, and for us it's the worst. It's like, hey, Anthony, yeah, I got 35 years sales experience. I'm like, this guy ain't going to work out. <laughs> <laughs> now, as much as you would think that it, that would be the opposite, but I know right away that the guy sold old school he sold fucking cars. He, I could just, I could just know. I hear the voice. I can tell the kind of guy they are. I, can, I know that they're not with the times. I know they're not with the. They really don't understand the online directories. It, I just know. And I ask them, and a couple guys though, you know, of course I ask them questions and find out. But most of them are very old school sales guys, and you know, it's just, it's, it, it's a tough thing. So, so then we had this young kid who I mentioned, I think, on the podcast, right? Uh, we gave him a shot. He was supposed to start today, 
right? Talked to him like every day the last four days, getting him ready, took home the script, never showed up, never called. Hired another, that was the guy for the new campaign. We hired another guy last week uh, for an upsell position who I didn't think really was going to be that good, but Kevin's like, it was going to be good. He sold, what did he sell? Newspapers? On Star Ledger ads? Yeah. Yeah, he was just confident with what he said to me during the interview, and you know he had a good interview. So I thought, it, yeah, he, he did sell newspaper ads. No, hold on, sorry, he sold sold for the Star Ledger ad advertising. Advertising. Now the medium, I don't know, I don't remember. Okay, so Kevin hired him, and that guy was good to go. We called him on Friday. He, we hired him on a Wednesday. Called him Friday. You good to go for Monday? Yup, I'll be there at ten o'clock. No show, right? The other young kid. Fucking no-show. And meanwhile, in between all this, right? Remember, we had three spots open. I scheduled, if I look at my other paper, I don't know, probably 20 interviews. Maybe five people showed up, yeah. right? Oh, and then, and then, <laughs> then Kevin hires this girl, right? Hires this girl. She came in. I overheard the interview. Pleasant girl. Said all the right things. I think she sold Merchant Cash and Dance over the phone, which is a B2B product. She's going to be good. Kevin hires her. She comes in all happy the first day. Fills the paperwork out. Kevin's downstairs training her. Comes upstairs 20 minutes later. He's like, dude, I don't think she's going to work out. I'm like, what? I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, I'm telling you. She's just not. I thought she was sharper. She's not that sharp. She's not sharp at all. I was like, all right. He's like, you know what? I'm going to try to put it. Because we hired her for upsell. I'm going to try to put her on the, the new campaign, which is more of a cold calling script reading thing. He tried to put her on that. And the minute she started going through that, she was like, I can't do this. Because it was more of a cold call. And she was gone. So within an hour and a half, we hired and fired somebody. Yep. Right? So that was... So uh, if you can beat that, let me know. Oh, God. So anyway, so... so well, but, well, hold on. I'm going to say what, these, these things are important because yeah. you'd rather have someone come on board and leave than for them to stick around. And then for that to be that weird, well, should I keep them on? Should I not keep them on? Maybe they'll work out. Maybe they won't. But yeah, I'd rather just make a decision either way, right? Like I was telling the one gentleman that interviewed with us before, make a customer make a decision. And the decision is either this, you buy or you don't buy. That's what does Whitman say? Uh, hire yeah. slow, fire fast? Well, I say hire fast, fire fast. Yeah, you say <laughs> hire fast. That's what Grant Cardone would say. Yeah. I you mean, know? people say, you know, well, I've heard hire slow, fire fast, but I've, I've, Hired fast, fired fast. Yeah, so so then I was like, Jesus. Spe hold on, especially if you know your craft. Like, we've probably hired and fired close to, I always say 2,000 people, but it could be 3,000 people. It could be 1,000 people. When you when someone w walks in and they have a conversation with you and you're selling the same people and it's a B2B, B2B sale, like, you should know by now, right? We've, we've sold... $20 million over the phone to small business owners, like you should know by now who are the people that are going to fit. Like if you still don't know by now, you shouldn't be in this business. Like, I, like being reflective of myself. Like if I don't know by now, me sitting down, like I shouldn't, and I still make mistakes like I did before, but that's okay. Like people still make mistakes, but you know, I'll own up to it and I'll own up to it real fast. I came up here as soon as I knew that she wasn't going to work out. And I said, look, Hey, Ann, she's not going to work out. I called, I called my partner in California. I said, he's not, she's not going to work out. And some people who don't know how I work, like, you know, Brian was a little upset because he, uh, you know, he works slightly different, which is fine. And, um, you know, but, but for me personally, like, I'd rather own up to the mistake, say it, and then move on than, than to say, you know what, 
this is this is not a mistake. Let me deny it's a mistake. Let me let me pretend like everyone else does, like that she could possibly work out or make myself believe that she and it's just it's stupid. Just that's it. Just move on. So she was gone, and then uh, so so then finally today we had two interviews, right? Both of them were good. Both like fit right in that wheelhouse. Like I said, like you know, like. Like usually, like ages like twenty five to forty five, internet savvy, sold B two B, sold over the phone. Usually, that's the kind of guys that work. Two guys came in, both fit the mold. Kevin hired them both, and then another guy, who we interviewed, who we didn't hire, but was qualified. Um, we just didn't hire him because we we hired the other two guys. He kept calling back. He was dying for a job, so we hired him. So we hired three. That, ha- that happened one day, right? Did we, did we hire three guys in one day? Today. Oh, wow. That felt like three days. <laughs> yeah, no, that was all today. That was all today. You hired three people today. Okay. All right. So two guys starting Friday um, for the for the new product. One guy in upsell, but I, I'd like to put one or the other guy, put two guys on upsell. Because upsell's where all the money's made and we have a lot of leads. Yep. You know, so hopefully one of these two guys could go to upsell right away instead. And we have two upsell, one new campaign, because the new campaign's a new campaign and we're testing out the script. There's a lot of kinks to work out. But see how fast things turn around. You double down on, on things that are maybe voids and then they just, it turns around. So don't be, don't fall short. And just because you fell short, say to yourself like, okay, it's not going to work out. I mean, we've, we've done this before. You grind through it. Like this, this to us is nothing. <laughs> compared to all the other problems that we may have. Like, okay, yeah, two, yeah, two, yeah. a couple guys don't show up. Okay, you know, tell the truth, next week I won't even remember it happened. Because I, they, they told me this morning, they're like, wait, you, Kevin, there was three guys that, that didn't work out. I go, three? I thought it was two. They're like, no, remember that other guy on Monday? I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I, so I, for, I forget the mistakes really fast. It Not to my own fault, so but we just, we just, we move pretty fast here, so. It's a fast-moving business. It's just the way it is, you know? So... So we finally got through that, but man, I gotta tell you, it's tough to find good, good quality guys. It really is. It's always been a problem. It's not a problem to find openers as ba- as much as finding the upsell guys who are more skilled, who are gonna pitch something that's a higher ticket, a thousand bucks, two thousand bucks, you know? It's tough. Yep. So that's done. So finally excited. We're gonna have uh, you know three new guys here in Jersey. Uh, we have the room here, so uh, I know that we're going to be moving to California. We're going to be keeping the office here, keeping the apartment here, too. So we'll be back and forth, just more on the West Coast, less here. But uh, fuck it. We just keep moving, keep going, and uh, keep building this business. Revenue's getting bigger and bigger. Uh, you know, there's actually some profit coming in now, considering all the overhead. I mean, the overhead is through the roof already. That's how it always is. <laughs> I know, but just to I think maybe Grant Cardone said it. You're like, okay, you know what? My first goal is to get to a million dollars in sales. And when you finally do, you're like, there's no money. Yeah. <laughs> like, where's the money? Like, I did a million dollars in sales. You think you did a million dollars and you literally have to pay your employees, your rent, your payroll, your payroll taxes, your taxes that Uncle Sam takes 30%. At the end, there's like nothing. But we started this shit fucking June. <laughs> June of last year and payroll's already at 80 grand a month. So then when you finally get to $10 million a year, you're like, all right, I finally can make like a, a legitimate living. I think to make a legitimate living, like most people do when they go and like they become, you know, bankers or whatever on the street, like, 
okay, great. Now, now I can I can have like an okay living. But you got to do like a massive amount. You really like you do. really have to you really have to provide that much more value to actually live like an okay, okay life. It's fucking think crazy. about it, dude. I know. Do a million dollars in sales. Yeah, I did a million. Well, guess what? You're still eating fucking ramen noodles, and you're single, and you can't support a family or kids or nothing. It means nothing. It, means it really means what's nothing. Your, what's your what's your net? What's your what profit? The, what the fuck? That's all that matters. Is this how it was thirty years ago when they were going butter bang when they were making the same? What was like, the think about what it. was the guy you told oh, me about shit. the article about the Amazon guy? Amazon guy. You Amazon. said the guy said he he did seven. Oh yeah. So there was a there's a great Reddit article. You know, if if I had if I had in front I actually of me, want to read it. And I and you guys were online, I would send it to everybody. But since you're listening, I can't do that. If you go to Reddit. There's a guy who said, I did $7.7 million on Amazon selling products. And then when he finally did all the calculations, he, he made 46 grand for the year. After five, Amazon all the fees, fees all, all the logistics, UPS, uh, the, the product, product sales, all that stuff, 46 grand. That's fucking disgusting. It is, dude. But that's, do you know what it takes to do seven or eight million dollars? It's a lot of effort. I mean, I know what it took just to get this, our Amazon business to two million. Yeah. That took a lot of ramping up. You know what it takes to get to that money? At eight million, I mean, dude, if you're not making a million dollars on eight million, what the fuck kind of business is that? Bad business. Horrible business, dude. Yeah. But we've seen it before. Look at all, look at some of our friends in the past that do they were doing a lot of money, you know? Yeah. And, you know, they're negative two hundred and fifty grand a month. Like it yeah. happens. I was just talking to a buddy of mine about that, about a, a guy that was doing $40 million a year in revenue and upside down a quarter million a month. Crazy. Losing on $40 million. How the fuck does that happen, dude? It's sick, right? Well, that's why we started our new business model, gambling on the UFC. <laughs> okay? So we're going to pivot to that now because this is not going to be a long podcast today. But you guys, we told you last week and the week before about the new... UFC gambling on DraftKings business model, right? So I win two weeks in a row. First and second week, I won 400 bucks. Then I won 200 bucks, okay? How I did this is my buddy Mike is a UFC guru. He is part owner of a website called Fantasy Guru Elite. You have to subscribe for his articles. He breaks down the fights. He has a 71% all-time winning percentage in calling the UFC fights. And he writes an article every week and tells you what to bet on. Okay? Just bringing you up to speed in case you didn't hear the last two podcasts. Okay? If you want to know more about it, shoot me a message on Facebook. Okay? So, Kevin says, Kevin the Mush says, I want to go in on this too. Whatever you do, I'm doing. So, we decide to go heavy. Right? We put in combined exactly $1,655, okay? We spread it across 10 fights on Saturday night. We do exactly what my buddy Mike says, okay? I'm like, look, in my mind, because you're spreading it across all those fights and because you're picking a lot of your favorites, you know, you really shouldn't get slaughtered. You can lose, right? But you shouldn't really get destroyed, the night starts off bad off the bat. We lose the first fight, okay? Win the second fight. Lose the third fight. We're one and two. Lose the third fight. We're one and three. I'm like, this is fucking horrendous, right? So it started out like that. So we went all the way to the end, 
And even with losing in the beginning and then we won a couple fights, we were actually only down exactly $300 going into the last fight, which was the heavyweight fight, the Cain Velasquez-Francis Naganu fight. Yeah. So what, what, was, what was I saying? I'm like, look, Cain, he's old. Like, I don't know, those old guys, they got wobbly knees. That's exactly what I said. Yeah, and that's what happened. His knee wobbled. He got knocked out in fucking 13 seconds. So, we yeah, ended you up... see that sledgehammer of a fucking... <laughs> that guy's a beast. He's a beast, but I watched his last two fights. Yeah, sold it out. I don't know. You know, whatever. We fucking lost. But, at the end of the day, the damage was only a $300 loss. So, we put out $1,655. We got back $1,355 exactly. If Kane would have won that last fight, we would have actually been plus 400. We would have took in uh, 2,055 if he would have won that fight because we had a parlay that Mike told me to do on that fight too. So considering considering laying out that much money and only losing $300 and, he, and Mike having an off night because Mike had a, really had an yeah, off night. Mike went uh, seven and five. You know, Normally he's going uh, you know, nine and three. You know what I mean? And then we would have won money. So him having an off night, only losing 300, I think the model's still okay. Valid model. It's not broken yet. The business model's not broken. So this Saturday night, we go all in again and we do the same fucking thing and we'll give you the results next week. Okay? So wait, hold on. Every week you're going to get a UFC gambling update. <laughs> Over the last three weeks now, what are you plus or minus one? Well, I'm plus because I was up 600 and then me and you lost 300 combined. So I lost 150. So I'm still up 450 after three weeks. Not bad. Yeah. All right. Good. All right. Let me cross it off the list. Uh, New campaign done. Uh, We're going to talk. Oh, you know what? I wanted to talk about just to talk about it. You know what I watched last night? I watched the Avicii documentary. So did I. Did you watch it? Yeah. Wasn't that fucked up? Like months ago. That's I didn't even know it was out until a couple of days ago. Yeah. Wasn't that fucked up? You're you're too far from the mic, by the way. Yeah. D- did you like? You got you got to refresh my memory. I remember watching the whole thing. Well, and, he he committed suicide. Yeah. Last year, no one understood why because he was world famous DJ making millions flying private, but the documentary is true stories documentary where it's a lot of video clips of him him and his yeah. buddies talking. And the anxiety and the depression that he was having, going on the tours, doing the fucking shows, traveling five nights a week all over the world, even though he had private jets and was rich, like watching him go through the anxiety, the real, like the real, like the real, like depression's a real, a real thing. You know, and I never had it, thank God. I've had anxiety here and there, but I've never had those kind of levels, you know? And just watching the real, and now I understand, like watching. Well, yeah, you know what? There was one point where I remember them showing how many, how many tours or how many dates he went on over the last like two years. I'm like, he went on like every day. He was, it was like, it was like, he was like five nights a week. I couldn't believe that. Somewhere in the world, you know, playing in front of thousands of people. And That's no different than you going and speaking in front of thousands of people every other day like or performing. A it's a lot. It's a lot, but at the same time, all these DJs do it with no problem and they love it, right? But a, a big part of it was he got pancreatitis, yeah. right? But he got it bad. I had pancreatitis two years ago, right? And I recovered no problem, but he got it bad where he was still, I wasn't hurting. He was still hurting for months and then he hurt himself again and had an appendix ruptured and his gallbladder ruptured at the same time. 
So he had massive stomach pains, had commitments to all these shows, felt like shit. And then he was getting to the point where he's like, I, I, I can't do it no more. Cancel the shows. And they're like, you can't cancel the shows. You're under contract. You got to go to Vegas three weeks in a row. He's like, this is going to kill me. I can't take it. The anxiety, like biting his fan. You, and it's all real. And you're watching it like, oh my God. Like, and then, you know, at that point, at it that was point, just very, very, um, I felt really bad for the kid. Yeah. 26 years old, worth like, you know, 60, 80 million dollars. At that point, you're living your life for everyone else. That's what it was. It was so fucked up, you know. And then he finally quit, you know. Did it last couple of shows and then uh, he quit. And then all of a sudden, a year and a half, then it, did, it didn't, I guess, out of respect for the family. You know, it just said, you know, Avicii passed away two years later due to you no know, unfortunate you know, yeah. incidences. You know, so I'm sure they didn't want to talk about, the, but you could see his depression, his anxiety, fucking nuts, dude. I, I guess that's why they say money ain't everything. Like, you know what I mean? You would think that young kid, rich, got the world by the balls, you know, playing, making thousands of millions of people happy, making music. You know what I mean? Like sick shit. It's you know what I thought was interesting? I remember now that you're talking about it. It was the genesis of some of the like the songs that we know of. Yeah. Like, like oh, I got this great beat. Like, check it out. And then they would play it. And then Avicii was like, oh, that's cool. And then he took it. And then next thing you know, it was a, it was a hit. That one hit that we all, I don't know that I forgot the name. Levels. Of. Yes. And that, yeah. that's the one that took him. That's the one that took him to the next into, into, into commercial stratosphere. Yeah. You know, I rated to radio. You know, and they knew usually DJ songs don't like don't make it to the radio. You know what I mean? That was his first sick, really good. If nobody ever watched, you should really watch it. And it'll really, really give you another perspective on, uh, you know, being successful is not 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 everything. Too making money is not everything. Like it's just really, really sad, really fucking sad, dude. Yeah, I was, I was shocked to really understand the. I thought you committed suicide right away. You start judging. Ah, fucking party scenes, probably getting fucked up all the time, drugs, he probably overdosed. No, no, this dude had fucking anxiety and depression. Bad, bro. Bad. Anxiety before every show, even after doing it for four years in a row. Like, really, really fucked up. Definitely something everybody should watch. So, we're a half hour in. Kevin said he's going to the gym for the first time in, I don't even know how long. Well, right before we jumped on the podcast, I was touching... Uh, texting my friend Rich who's literally been texting me probably twice a week three times a week for the last six weeks come to the gym come to the gym and for the I would say like the second time because I did it before alright Rich I'm coming to the gym but then he, he texted me again right before I, I said I was going to come to the gym I was, and he's like you coming and I said yeah I'm coming to the gym so I committed to him like three times twice in, in two or three if times if he didn't text you a little while ago you were going to back if he, out if I, didn't, if I didn't commit to him two times or three times and now I'm saying I'm committed so now I really have to go because I'm saying it on the podcast I probably wouldn't have went but you know that's a, like I was telling Anthony that's like a true friend he's going out of his way to say hey fucking you piece of shit fat ass like Come to the gym. Like, people are asking where you are. Like, you're good. Like, come to the gym. Like, you deserve it. Like, you're probably 20, 30 pounds overweight, which I am, you know? But I call you a piece of shit fat ass every day. How come, <laughs> how come me pushing you does nothing? Sometimes when you commit to people in a certain way, then you just have to do it. It's it's the way of commitment. You're such a jerk. <laughs> you know that? All right. Uh, anyway, we're a half hour in. I, I think I did a good job of being calm. My blood pressure is probably a little elevated, but not like usual. But uh, hopefully next week I'll be a little louder, but I need to be calm. 
And uh, we were supposed to do this yesterday. We, we, I really committed, no matter what, to doing it on Tuesdays. But I really felt like that shitty where I didn't even want to talk too loud. So, so we're doing it today. And I, Deanna, Deanna, I said we were doing a new podcast that she posted on Instagram. New podcast is up. Meanwhile, it's not fucking up. <laughs> so I'll just repost it again. Whatever, no big deal. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Be back next uh, Tuesday. We're gonna go live tomorrow on Facebook, one o'clock. Uh, come join us on our Facebook page, Call Center BS, and uh, we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to subscribe. Tune in to Facebook and Instagram for our live shows at Call Center BS. Visit our website, callcenterbs.com, to connect with us for any call center solutions you may need.